welcome to Into the Characterverse podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to providing deep dives, impressions, and reviews for specific characters out of your favorite comic books. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by... Audrey! And special guest... Josh Anderson! Woo! Yay! Josh is back! My brother. Yeah! Back, bitches! (laughs) I didn't screw it up enough yet, so they haven't kicked me out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so we got Loki episode six this week. Um, the, the I feel say, like saison finale. Yeah, saison finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> for all uh, time. Yeah, always. I feel like we're gonna have a lot of thoughts about this one. I got some uh, theories about how time travel works in this one because I got very obsessed with it because I was many, very annoyed. Many thoughts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So many thoughts. Makes yes. sense. Makes sense. All right, so let's uh, let's go ahead and just jump right in, uh, and we can uh, start spitballing stuff. Audrey's got some Easter eggs. Got some Easter eggs. I got the uh, the re- recap. Josh has got commentary. Hot so. takes. Hot takes for days. Hot takes. The hottest take cakes. Fresh right from here. the family farm. Woo! All right. So we uh, we had a ton. I just wanted to throw it out there for the intro credits. There was a ton of uh, movie credits mm-hmm. or movie clips so and uh, real life quotes and stuff like that. There was stuff from all over. Um, I actually watched a video where they broke down where every single one of them came from. I'm glad you did because yeah. I don't have the patience for some of that. that. Yeah, they they matched up with like each individual movie and stuff like that that it came from. There was a slight lean towards Loki quotes. So go- weird. Never would have <laughs> wow. imagined. What, who would have thunk? Um, and then there was also, this is not re- like related, this might be in the Easter eggs, but there was also a theory that the spaceship that briefly goes in front kind of looks like the fantastic four spaceship oh yeah i saw that easter oh, egg shit um, so here's the thing though i did not notice that i don't give a single fucking shit about <laughs> fantastic four fantastic four <laughs> and kang are like linked i you know what i'll take kang I they, they're take conjoined fantastic twins four. do you know what kang's last name Unfortunately. is reed oh richards richards, richards. he's <laughs> yeah he's reed richards like Great 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 great, 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 Yeah. He is the spawn. <laughs> oh. And you know It's what? like the Flash and uh, Nega Flash, or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, sure, 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 sure. I never saw the Flash. It seemed good. I don't know. It seemed, <laughs> it seemed fun. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, so we, we approach a circle asteroid slash planet thing that is floating by the sacred timeline. Uh, we have Loki and Sylvia approaching the castle. And this is the first time we've seen, like, Sylvie really hesitate. Uh, she was kind of like, hey, are you going to ca- talk me down about That's kicking true. in this door? And I wanted to throw out a weird line that was said during this. Uh, she said something along the lines of, I was pruned before you even existed. Ooh. And I... How I did, that does that weird. work in the time? Like, no, the, so not just, only they kiss each other, but also... Damn spoilers. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> We've dropped uh, the bomb. Throw oh, the no. episode out. It throw so... it out. Sorry, gang. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> the episode that came out a but... week and a half after this. Here's before the thing. This uh, we're gonna talk about it. I'm upset about it. But she's also it. ancient. I... Yes. Yeah. Ugh. We'll so we'll the see. only thing I could think of that for this is she was saying that like her reality was pruned before Loki even existed. Maybe. Maybe I don't. I don't know. It, I thought it was a weird line. It, who who knows understand. how gods it age? Is. Yeah. I mean, from the that, super vague, pro, like the the very vague time goofiness that happens in the TVA itself, 
we do see that she's pruned as a child before Renslayer becomes the judge. So we can assume, you know, it would have been before his timeline started or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or something. I'm not sure. But I just want to throw that out there. explained. <laughs> if only if they only. said what happened. Uh, so they entered the building, uh, and I wanted to throw it as well that I really enjoyed the look of this building, the, yeah. the black and gold I'm, together. So I'm loving Discount Hogwarts, right? <laughs> I'm digging it. I love the black marble with gold. Yeah. yeah so um, the gold streaks uh, that appear throughout the castle and pretty much on every single service surface in the castle is um, very reminiscent of uh, Kintsugi which is the Japanese art form of repairing broken pottery with gold lacquer and to make the imperfections shine rather than covering them up. So it kind of like ties into them repairing the timeline, fixing things in a way that they think is the most beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Kintsugi. Very cool. Uh, So Miss Minute greets them and they talk uh, about the... Terrifying. Oh yeah. Can the, I she's so say, creepy. She she was very scary when she popped up. Um one thing I also wanted to point out is the the, fir- the first two statues that we see, yeah. their faces are clocks. That's disgusting. Oh, shit. I didn't so, that yeah, either. yeah. Wow. So kind of very reminiscent of Miss Minute uh as mm-hmm. well, because her face is a clock. Mm-hmm. Um and she talks to them, they talk about uh he who remains, and she kind of offers them a deal that like Loki can rule essentially how he's always wanted no. with Sylvie by his side and Sylvie could wake up with like uh happy with happy memories of a life that she never had Boo. so and they're just like nah we we make our own our own destiny now they're like that's a fantasy no. and i was like this call out your bullshit <laughs> interesting norse god whatever but uh, we, she disappears, and we pop in with Renslayer, uh, kind of looking through some files. Miss Minute tells her that the files are downloaded, uh, but Renslayer uh, gets files were not the one that she requested. And Miss Minute tells her that these were the ones that he thought she would want, or she would think were helpful. Oh yeah, and they yeah, because she wanted what... fi- yeah they want she wanted files from the beginning of time and how the TVA was created, and she's like, nah nah nah, he thinks you'll need these more course she's like who yeah it's Mm -hmm. fine and then she just blips away forever uh so that actually brings up an interesting thing which means that miss minute is not like a computer uh she can't be everywhere at once and it is only focusing on one task at a time it's true ai yeah it's an ai but even like ais can run multiple things because we've seen ultron do that Ultron's yeah. doing multiple other things at the same time while interfacing with other people where <gasps> Miss Minute oh my God. is only doing one. She's yeah. a Vocaloid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, essentially. A Vocaloid. Like a super advanced Vocaloid. <laughs> Sorry. I've been down a Vocaloid train, like a rabbit hole. Anyway. Um... But uh, they mentioned uh, he who remains again. Sylvie uh, says that he won't be the one that remains much longer. Uh, and then we enter into so a area cool. with uh, with three statues and one broken statue. Uh, and so I don't know if this is mentioned in your Easter eggs, but this is uh, something I found interesting with that broken statue. I don't think it is. Please tell me. Okay. So uh, this, the, a lot of people that I, I was deep in on the, the random like 
theories on this one after this happened. Yeah, no, this is a joint effort. So the there's the three uh, timekeepers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the comics, there was a fourth one called the Oracle uh, that they didn't like, and he was banished to Egypt. Oh. And uh, he told the Fantastic Four a bunch of information and stuff like that. So it, it it's kind of reminiscent of uh, Kang, you know, banishing the the fourth timekeeper and breaking his statue, like got angry at him or something. Wow. So I have no idea if what that okay. if that's what okay. it is, but I thought it was interesting. It could be. Who can say? Who can say? But uh, the elevator writers, <laughs> the elevator dings, and uh, we get Kang. He's so great. Also known as Gotta He Who say. Remains. Also great, known as... great reveal. Yes, it was a great reveal. First impressions, great Kang. Jonathan Majors, that's yeah. his name. He he was really mm-hmm. good. I really liked uh, his performance. Yes. I thought he did fantastic. It was yeah, it was fantastic. Um, and as soon as I saw him, I knew it was Kang because that that he's is already who, been announced. Yeah, he's already Kang. been announced for Ant Man. So yeah, cast th- listings do exist. Unfortunately, yeah, they yeah. ruin all the surprises. <laughs> now, do you think Jonathan Majors is going to be paid? for each version of Kang that he portrays as a separate character. I think so. That I would mean, be fun. Well, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing be... is has he created a monopoly for himself? Honestly, <laughs> as an actor, a this Kang-opoly. is a massive payday. Right? This is a ginormous ginormous payday. Yeah, that's so funny. Because if if you think about it like there is an entire Kang like council in the comics. So, <laughs> and they, they all look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So like in theory, he could have an entire scene where there's just a dozen hymns oh, it's the, talking to himself. It's the Council of Ricks. Yeah. In Rick and oh, Rick. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the Council of So, like, I, if I was him, I would be asking to be paid for every single one of those times because they're going to be individual recordings. Yeah. If you got to do, like, 12 recordings, well, there oh, you go. Man. Get that money. I ain't mad it's about like it. The, it's like the Kiwi actor in, in Star Wars right now who plays Boba. Oh yep. yeah, and like all all of the clones. Yep, mm-hmm, <laughs> it's just like oh, interesting. Imagine. I'm in every single show. I'm playing multiple characters. Give me, give me, give me. Right? <laughs> just give me that George Lucas money. That's so fun. So he comes out. He's very chill about everything. Kind of talking to them, and uh, he invites them up to the office. Uh, they seemed very, very confused, but uh, they get into the elevator and they're talking in the elevator and Sylvie attempts to kill him. Uh, and he teleports. She, they do this a few times until he teleports out of the elevator and he's standing outside the elevator and, you know, invites them in. Sylvie's very confused about all of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, the, the pair keeps their weapons up the entire time. I also mentioned that I really want his office in my notes. Oh. I thought that was a pretty dope office. That makes sense. That's it's very it's cool. a very, It's a very Mike-style office. It, it is. It's um, a very refreshing look after all the Soviet-style oh God, offices yeah. we've seen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Too much brown. All yeah, too, too much... Uh, Trap neutrals. Yeah, exactly. So we, uh, we cut back. And we are back in the TVA. Uh, Mobius has gone to see Renslayer. They kind of banter back and forth. Renslayer apologizes for pruning him, but, you know, it's part of the mission. Mobius is like, what mission? Like, it's all been a lie. And Renslayer seems much more, like, desperate. She's, like, buckled down. Yeah. So it it makes me uh, interested as to what were in those files. Because she also seems to know more about He Who Remains now. Because when they're talking about free will, she talks about how he is the only one with free will. 
Mm, yeah. Gotcha. So the like, the person with free will is the one on top. Boom. Yeah. I think is what she said. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. she 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 always gave off that vibe that she's always she always knows more. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. like I'm the su- I'm the superior. She's yeah. Always gotta, keeping gotta just a little something back. I it mm-hmm. it gave me um um vibes of when like people learn the truth about a cult that they're in. Like, pe- some people are just, like, angry, want to tear it down, want it brought to justice. And some people, like, cling on for, like, dear life uh, because some part of it had to be for a reason. Yeah. It, like, it couldn't just be that they were like tricked. That. Yeah. But the, uh, the pair keeps talking back and forth and we get a scene about the uh, B-15 teleporting into like a a high school and leading some tva agents on like a mini chase and they come into an office and it is renslayer's uh office i don't i don't remember the name on the placard but i know it is her name in the comics oh um let me see if i can find it it's not terribly important but it is the same high school as the um that the pen that we kept seeing for throughout Mm -hmm. the the six episodes as well her name was once Rebecca Torminette. Yeah, so it goes from Terminate to Slay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I thought that was interesting, and the the other agents are very confused by Judge Renslayer being there because they were told that they were Creed. created. So if there's a version out there in the world, that means that that's a lie. So it's it's throwing sure all does. of the TVA into turmoil. It's all in a tizzy. They're deprogramming right. from their cult. So lo- we cut back to the Lokis. Uh, the Lokis, of course, think they have won and that they because they found him. Obviously, that's not really true. Sylvie once again jumps up and tries to kill him. He teleports out of the way. And he explains that he, he knows everything that's going to happen. Uh, he, he pulls out like some scripts of everything that they've said so far. And like it's like, how do you think I know like that how I'm anticipating your strikes i know where they go and i have it pre-programmed in and all this other stuff they uh keep talking he mentions the little look that they gave each other by the side of the lake right as a lamentous one was being destroyed and how uh they didn't win the game um he paved the way and they just walked down the path so i thought that was a really interesting like narrative Mm -hmm. to to do that like how how they set it up for that Mm-hmm. And th- he also mentions like you can't just go straight to the end. You have to be changed by the journey. You gotta be changed by the journey. I, I love that. It's not about the destination. Uh, because the I, I'm a person that looks up spoilers a lot. <laughs> um, but I'm still changed by the journey. True. I may know where it goes, but like that journey is great. Yeah, the journey is very important. And uh, Loki, of course, thinks this is a manipulation and. Uh, Kang. I'm just gonna keep calling him Kang. Sure. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, interesting that that's where your his name mind goes. All of our hearts. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like that's interesting. That's where your mind goes. Sylvie, do you think you can really trust him? Like, <laughs> yes, and immediately starts trying to sow the the seeds of doubt. Well, I've, rather Didn't than saying to... that he's untrustworthy, I think it was like it was more that uh, he was pointing out to Sylvie like you're incapable of security and trust because of the life that you've lived, Sylvie. And this guy, you know, he's already been 
proven to be an untrustworthy person in general. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but he, like he was when, all about pointing out their flaws. Cause, yeah. Well, and he was he was really focused on Sylvie for me. Like, he was looking at her and addressing her more. Um because I think he knew that she would be the more active participant in their kind, uh, in their dialogue, and she would be the factor that kind of uh, makes it go one way or the other. Uh, so, question for you two on this. So, mm-hmm. the, the first time I saw this, I was a little confused by this this whole interaction, like the beginning of this interaction, because he offers them essentially to rule mm-hmm. the rule the the yeah. TBA and everything like that. But is also trying, like, kind of antagonizing them, specifically uh-huh. antagonizing Sylvie. Mm-hmm. So, um, if he, and it, it, the way he framed it, that them ruling was the best option of the two, that like killing him would be all out chaos. But then he antagonizes them. So it it almost makes me wonder if this him being killed was actually part of the plan. I mean, he didn't seem to mind. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, he didn't seem to mind. And I wonder if this was specifically set up to tear the two Lokis apart. Oh, no. Oh. Because them, like, falling Because their love was so strong? Yeah, because their love was so strong that it made a branch super strong. That, like, two gods of mischief joining power and not being at war together was so powerful that it could bring down Kang. But then, what about... Kid Loki and classic Loki teaming up, like they don't, don't love each other though. Yeah, that's well, more. I think that one is Loki. more. Well, it's okay. A... To be fair, that's true. But does Alligator Loki love you back? No, he's he's <sighs> willing to take a hand immediately. That's true. He'll he'll bite your fucking hand off. Like <sighs> they they seemed they seemed friendly. But it also seemed like, you know, if one of them died, it wasn't a huge deal. Like, they were willing yeah. to betray each other pretty early on. Obviously, old Loki and kid Loki stuck together, but that was only Both because everyone else had already betrayed betray them. them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, That was more out of survive. Like, that was, like, friendship to survive. Like, that's the vibe I got from those Lokis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the motivation just seemed weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Maybe it was more about like if they fuck, <laughs> their kid's gonna be fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it would be that's how you make a mutant. Ooh, like a genetic clone. Wow. But and mm. then mutants are finally in the MCU. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. That um, it's this is really how they introduce it. It's really Disney and the uh, MCU trying to keep mutants out of <laughs> the movie. Right. God damn it. <laughs> It's a meta. Damn you, Disney! I, I do like give me some five foot three Wolverine. <laughs> I do like the idea that they they're just like no mutants, but lean super hard into it's the magic. Wanda. Yeah. Oh, sure. Just in general, they got Loki, they got Wanda, yeah. they have Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like all Lots three magic big magic people. Yeah. yeah. Well, Disney is magic. Yeah, that's true. That... Disney magic. I mean. So uh, the next scene we have here is uh, Renslayer. Believing that there has to be a reason for everything that's happened um, and that they had to do it, uh, Mobius keeps asking her about free will and what right do they have to take away the free will and all this other stuff. Um, And then he he asks the line, like, what happened to friends until the end, which was just like, oh, but they both feel like they've been betrayed, which I mean, they both have been betrayed by each other technically. I guess she's they're just the betrayal isn't. I, I would say the root cause of the betrayal is that they were duped. Yeah. And like they're yeah. landing on different sides of the split. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. whatever. Also, I their friend. I don't think their friendship sold all that well to no. me. No. As well. Especially yeah. because she was in like the higher superior position, and it always just felt like Renslayer was just like telling him what to do. Yeah, a very subi- superior, subordinate. I can't say yeah. that word right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, always just like holding stuff over Mobius, too. It's like, I keep sticking my neck out for you. I can't keep doing this. Yeah, I, I was didn't... always getting that vibe from her. I agree with that. Like, their friendship wasn't really developed. Yeah. It, it was a lot of tell-don't-show for that specific relationship. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, Which, uh, we also had the theory that there's multiple Mobiuses, or this is not the first Mobius. Mm-hmm. Which, in the comics, that makes sense. But in this Maybe. world, we haven't seen more than one Mobius. Which also would make sense with Renslayer that, like, she finds Mobius useful, but also disposable. Oh, yeah. So, or just like a tool she really likes. Yeah. Like, we we all have our favorite handsaw. My favorite machete. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For machetison. Um, but <coughs> Mobius goes to try to stop her. Uh, Renslayer very quickly disarms him. And Renslayer doesn't prune him. Uh, she opens up a doorway and leaves saying that she's searching she's for leaves. free will. So. Yeah. That, that was that was also the weakest fight I've ever seen. I I loved that it, was, it wasn't even a thing. She was yeah. just like, "I'm so much cooler than you, dude." And he was like, <laughs> yeah. "I gotta try." Right. <laughs> like, oh, there you uh, go. I, yeah, but that part of it like felt forced because she didn't feel cooler though. Yeah. Uh, it it felt like a very weak little fight to me that they shouldn't have even done. I don't know. I I liked it. I just could to see kind of showcase her actual fighting ability. A well, little we, we kind of saw didn't... that with Sylvie already too. The yeah. episode before. All right. Yeah. To 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 give y'all and the viewers some context of of where I see it, I follow a lot of Hema, and I've been involved in a lot of like actual fighting. So I tend to be very critical of movie fights and stuff like that. Yeah. So. When I when I see when I see weak shit, I call it out, and I just saw that I'm like that's you shouldn't have even put that in. <laughs> so in here's my the thing: opinion. I, I didn't think, add to it. I think that's okay. kind of the point, though, It's because we, we Mobius through this entire show, Mobius has not been a fighter. Like he he's always been fair. surrounded by fighters, and he knows that he will easily get bested by most fighters, and like he uses the tools at hand rather than actually like confronting them face on so him being willing to confront renslayer i i feel like was supposed to be like you know this is truly over and we've moved on Mm. so i i i don't think it was about the actual fight because we knew that mobius wasn't going to do good like owen wilson's not going to do a backflip and kick someone in the head or something no i suppose so he can do a back kick flip though that'd be dope Fun fact, he does skate. He he is a semi-pro skater. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Fun little tizzy. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, Kang uh, is talking about how that, uh, like, him and the TVA uh, have kept everything around, and without them, everything burns. Uh, so all of the lies are worth it. Um this is where we get the line that he's had many names, a ruler, a conqueror, he who remains, a jerk. Um, but everything's not that simple. So we get this little claymation animation type thing. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. that was cool. The little 3D, yeah. yeah. I liked that thing. It was yeah. fun. So th- this is how we get his story. Uh, we talk about the 31st century and how Kang Prime found that there was multiple universes stacked on top of each other. And that multiple of them were starting to learn that all at the same time. And at first there was a bunch of peace and uh, like a lot of sharing of knowledge, a lot of narcissism, all of that sort of stuff as they, you know, very self-congratulatory. And eventually one of them realized that with more worlds means more lands, which means more lands to conquer. Oh boy. So, you know, very, very standard colonialism. And... With when someone realized that all of the Kangs uh, retreated back to defend their own world slash you know conquer their own, mm-hmm. and uh, it made a giant a giant war between all of them, which is more or less what the TVA said. Like pretty much everything up until this point has been more or less true, but it was all Kang rather mm-hmm. than just you know great entities. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, but all of the tears in the world, multiversal uh, war, multiversal war, all the tears in reality. Uh, formed uh, a, a creature, a lieth, and this Kang weaponized a lieth. You know what this reminds me of? Uh, hmm. You know how, like, we put all that plastic in the ocean? Yeah. Um, there are bacteria that have evolved to eat it. Yeah. Uh, it's like that, but for time stuff. Yeah, there's some oysters now time that stuff. can start filtering out plastic, too. Which is interesting. I don't know... We'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. But if we could we'll weaponize see how that goes. If we could weaponize <laughs> the oysters <laughs> like to destroy American. countries. Oh no. <laughs> if they could destroy plastic and our enemies. Oh man. Mwah. The oyster bomb. Delightful. <laughs> yeah. But uh with uh him weaponizing Eliath and putting him at the end of time, he created the T V A. Um and with that, there was peace again. And if you think he's evil, just wait until you meet some of the other Kangs. And if you kill the dic- dictator, you know, he goes on the speech, if you kill the dictator, something worse will kill or will fill the vacuum. Uh, it's always the, the vacuum of power theory. Like, you, you have to stick with the current current system because if you get rid of it, every like there will be something worse that follows, which... Which is a straw man argument. Yeah, it's a straw man argument. It is, it is a terrible argument. <laughs> yeah. But you could, I guess you could see it as him trying to fill the, you know, the gap in power for his exit in the best way, you know, with the best option possible. Yeah. Two Lokis. <laughs> but <laughs> because it's inherently asses. deceptive, two Lokis would be a good choice. Of, yeah. Um, you know, replacing. But... The, he says that he, he offers that if they kill him, they the, I guess we just kind of see what happens. But the two of them can take over the TVA and keep the normalcy. And why, like, you know, why does he do this? It's because he's old um, and this is a young man's game or a young person's game. Why would you give up control? Yeah. I just want to relax, dude. Uh, <laughs> like, when Loki was like, why would you ever not want to be in charge? I was like, I never want to be in charge <laughs> right i would love to be bossed around just let me just let me take a break yeah uh tank is a narcissist though that's true like, yeah oh, i'm the best i've of course i gotta be in power mm-hmm. but uh he ran the numbers and apparently the two best people for the job are these lokis which sure why not these two sure. dumbos right <laughs> these two 
Dum dums. <laughs> uh, and they they kind of have a a little thing. So Sylvia has a huge issue with how he played with people's lives, and how like he manipulated everyone and you know ripped their entire worlds away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And essentially, uh, uh, Kang goes on and is like, you know, we're all villains here. Like none of us yeah. are are good. Murderer. Like, yeah. Hypocrite. Yeah. He, he kind of goes off on her and, like, yells at Sylvie here. Yeah. Just telling her to grow up. I loved that. Yes. I really liked it a lot. It was a very good little speech that he gave there. Yes. And it, was, it was very impactful. And you can see Sylvie was just, like, taken aback by, like, I was not anticipating being addressed like this. never been talked to like this. I mean, she's never had anyone to talk to her like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is True. sad, but, you know. Uh, but Kang does make, I, I guess, a decent point that they can finally do bad things, but for a good reason. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, uh, th- that was the better of the arguments. <laughs> yeah, but I, I still don't think that's a good point. Oh, no, it's not. But it's better it's than not. the other ones prior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it would be it would be a uh, shift towards nu- neutral yes. <laughs> for them rather than just straight evil. So... <sighs> We get the scene where Kang suddenly looks very concerned. We hear some thunder in the background. He's, like, looking around kind of confused. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we we start to see branches here. And he mentions that yeah. he no longer knows uh, what's going to happen. That yeah. he, he knew up to a certain point, and we've now passed that point. Um, there, is, and- uh, there is a super fun theory that I've heard. I don't know if it's in, like, the Easter eggs for you. It is. About this uh, then I, I'll let you. I'll let you say it. Then. Yeah. Uh, so Easter eggs. His pause is super, super long, and when I watched it the first time, I was kind of like, "Why is this so long?" And then uh, when we we were looking at different videos and seeing different breakdowns and stuff, we saw that it lines up. It pretty much syncs with WandaVision's finale. It doesn't pretty much. It does. It, it syncs, yeah. It's like, if you, if you start them sino- simultaneously to the second they line up. Yeah, so his pause and um, the finale of WandaVision, when she's taking on that role of Scarlet Witch, um, during her, uh, like, you know, stepping into that role, that's when they cross the threshold. And like, and that's what they start to yeah. She to like break. absorbs the power, and he like looks around, and they start floating around. He looks the opposite direction, and what really, really oh, the, ta- the... when he drops the little thing on his desk is the exact same time as Agatha falls from the sky and hits the ground. Yeah, like those two sync up perfectly. Yeah, um, and I, I love that. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, I like that Wanda's important because her powers are so fucking crazy. Right. Wanda's, and, uh, Wanda's always been important. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I did find it interesting, too. They were talking about how in WandaVision, you can hear her kids' voices like, yeah. as that happens. And that could be her like br- branching out into other realities where she did have kids. Mm, she so, could find so them in another reality. Obviously, just a theory, nothing confirmed. But I thought it was very cool. Yeah. Uh, did you so, did you have anything? That's a cool theory. That 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 was that was my addition. Uh, maybe maybe I'll yeah. I'll download that TikTok that I saw it on and uh, post that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, but they will decide his fate now. He doesn't know what's going to happen. Uh, no lie this time. Like he's he's handing himself over to them, and uh, he's like, I you know I really love the honesty here. Like <laughs> this is honestly refreshing. Like. 
<laughs> this is great. I'm open. I'm yeah. vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. So Sylvie immediately jumps up and just goes for the kill shot. Just no hesitation on it. Mm-hmm. Just goes for the kill shot. And uh, Loki stops her. And they begin to argue, kind of going back and forth on the merits of the argument. And, like, what if he's telling the truth? You know, like, yeah. what what is the consequence of him telling the truth in this scenario? Is that worth risking it? Kind of thing. And... I think at that point, Loki had already assessed how dangerous he who remains is. Yes. Even, like, like this guy is super, super dangerous. Um, and this is the good version of him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, yeah. Loki knows the that there's... Good well, yeah, this version. is the version of him that is... Not just straight not genocidal. Like. Exactly. That isn't... Like, he's not actively trying to destroy universes. Well, I mean, he is. But I he's mean, at least trying to keep a yeah. universe. He's, yeah, he's trying to keep... He's just keeping his some universe order. alive. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's not... I wouldn't even say it's his universe, because he's from the future, so... But... If we're if we're dealing with time and space, it's still technically his timeline and universe, right? So he's we'll just we'll talk sure about he's that in a minute. One that exists. <laughs> well, okay, okay. I, I have a whole theory on how I think that the the realities and time travel is working here because it's the only way I could make it make sense with how they had set it up. So we'll we'll get to that at the end. Okay, that okay. was one that was in it, my discussion thing. It definitely feels like he's outside of time. Yeah, he's definitely outside of time at yeah. this point. Oh, um, okay, I know. <laughs> I, I have I have a thing for that too. But sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so th- they're they're going back and forth, and Sylvie is disappointed that he's defending Kang. Essentially, like you just want the throne, and Loki's kind of pleading with her, trying to show that he doesn't want the throne. That he is just trying to assess the situation and think about it a little bit because this yeah. has reality destroying ramifications if they get it wrong yeah i would say for that moment i think that's the most loki loki has been in the show he's like wait what is the real angle here Mm -hmm. we need to think yeah and i i do find like this is where you see the most difference in their their personalities in the last like three episodes or so yeah uh because they've been fairly similar throughout which was what really kind of uh, eked me out about the two of them together. Give me the oogie boogies. The oogie boogies. Okay. But in this moment, you can kind of see how different their motivations are and how they're approaching it because Sylvie is not approaching this. Like, the revenge is still the only thing that she thinks about. Like, mm-hmm. that is still her only goal. She does not care about the, the consequences. She does not care about any of the other stuff. The, the revenge it's too is too personal really... for her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, I really liked when Loki was like, it's bigger than our experience. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to think about what's going to keep you safe. Yeah. And like, I don't I, know if that will happen if a billion of this guy come in. Yeah, exactly. I liked yeah, it. Yeah. <sighs> but uh, but I don't like the romance. If it were like, uh, they uh. could have just made this like familial or platonic. I feel like I would have loved it even more. So here, here's the but thing. But anyway, that's I, just we'll, we'll get there in a second. I, I, I want to address that too. Uh, so they talk about how Sylvie never really trusted him and she can't trust and he can't be trusted. Uh, and they continue to fight. Um, and Sylvie is really like, she's, she's throwing punches hard. Like she's Mm -hmm. going for blood here, even against Loki. Um, and Loki is, he's throwing some punches too, but he's, he definitely seems to be more defensive. And, you know, a couple of times she swings and he like jumps in front of her and summons the blade and stuff like that. But uh, 
he said the line like she, she he feels what she feels and i call bs on that like i agree yeah like there's really no way for him to truly know what it's like to like have his whole world ripped away for his entire life and to be on the run and to be hunted and like having that level of revenge like i i don't think he's ever felt that level of hatred they did just enchant Eliath together, so maybe if they had some kind of weird lingering connection from My that, sake. yeah, that's yeah. true. I didn't consider that, yeah. but that was I, I don't know if that were the I wish that they had a stronger implication for if it was that rather than just like clearly we're the same because we're the, the same person, even though we've lived entirely yeah. different lives. Like, yeah. that's not that doesn't. That's not being the same. Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, but uh, he he reiterates that he doesn't want the throne. Like he he drops his blade and he he's like looks at her and is just like, I just want you to be okay. He breaks out the puppy yeah. eyes and he breaks out them Tom Hiddleston blues. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, right but. here, if they had gone for like a super strong embrace, like, like hug. A hug. Like, a really good hug, I would have much preferred that. Like, getting that self-love and, yeah, a more familiar bond. But they go for the kiss, and the kiss felt very awkward to me. Like, so, like, that wasn't the mood that I got in that situation either. No! Because, like, because he he didn't say, I love you or anything like that. He just says, I want you to be okay. Like, and yeah. the way, the way they had set it up and like Snap. the, the phrasing, like the pause that they had, I thought it, they were going to say like, I love you. And then they didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was hopeful. And then I wasn't. <laughs> it was a real roller coaster right up. And My, down Michael, what are you doing being hopeful watching an MCU show? I, you know, you've learned, you've been burned before. You know, it's, he's, that's what I love about Michael. He's so innocent. He <laughs> keeps putting himself out there. <laughs> ready for his heart to be shattered uh but uh sylvie spins him and uh, unbeknownst to us she grabs the uh the temp pad opens a door and magic eats him out of it yeah but uh he lands and runs for the door and uh like you see some like true sadness on his face oh. in here like tom hiddleston yeah. does a fantastic job with just like the facial expression, the acting, like just going on without words or anything like that. Ten out of ten performance. Yeah. That. Yeah. Those were the most emotional ten seconds at, in this entire show. A hundred percent. Yeah. Do you think that he's just a simp now? <laughs> Is Loki just a simp I, I for another Loki? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Like, nah. I think this level of betrayal could honestly break this loki oh no i i think that's exactly what we see at the end of his alone time in that room really i disagree uh when i was watching it i i don't know maybe it's just because my brain is like um it was i have a disease called um i love tom hiddlestonitis and (laughs) (laughs) um, it's uh sweeping the nation but my house is also afflicted yes. <laughs> spreads like wildfire yeah it's great um but for me it it was like sadness and then him resolving to find a way to go back to like either make sure she was okay or to like protect her or 
try to protect the universe. For me, it didn't seem like a breaking. It seemed like a resoluting. Like he was, he he knew what he wanted. He found his purpose, like his greater glorious purpose, whatever. What 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 is yeah. it? For, uh, glorious, glorious purpose. purpose. Yeah. And now that it's personal to him, like he can, he was stopping, assessing, think, and like getting a plan to kind of. I could see that. Go back to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, I feel I, like it. Uh, we would have seen more of Tom Hiddleston on his knees if it was a breaking. So and I, it would I, have think, been a different... I think you're oh, thinking fine. of breaking different than Josh and I are. Oh, okay. Like. Yeah. Not like snapping and going like rage angry or oh. like that sort of thing. No, like no. breaking in his trust. Like that yes. resolve you're seeing is I am stealing my heart to this. Like this is yeah. no longer an oh. option to me and yeah. this is done. Oh, no. That's no. Yeah. I disagree. That's, I disagree. That's the vibe we were getting. Yeah. It's more nope. just like that's the vibe realizing it's like, get. wow, Mm-mm. we really can't change. And like it's him just like nothing I did mattered. Yeah, and it honestly, like, it, it harkens back to Sif earlier on. Like, you will always be, al- or you deserve to always be alone, and you will be. Oh. Yeah. That's like, upsetting. It, it almost perfectly reflects that. <sighs> it does, but... It truly does. The, the actions that he's taking afterwards, I don't think, I disagree. I don't think that's what was internally happening. I, I, I mean, it's very possible. I, I guess we'll find out. Yeah! Um, season two! I don't know. Uh, I guess... <laughs> Um, Uh. but uh he who remains or kang seems to be very very excited about this now uh like he jumping up on a seat and just like seems giddy about the whole thing uh Uh, and sylvie drives her store sword into his stomach yeah she she does and he he says see you soon and winks oof what a way to go out that i love that a power move honestly yeah. That 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 right there just tells me I'm a billion years old and I don't know what's going to happen. This is exciting. Let's go. A wink. <laughs> uh, nice. So we when uh with the timeline continuing to break, it sounds like the cracking of glass. Oh. Uh, there is a cool little moment w- when all those realities are branching off that the branched realities in the circular window, it looks like a clock. Oh, that's interesting. It. Oh, yeah. I did not Very notice cool. that. I I, not I, notice that I missed almost all of like the Easter eggs in this one. I it, mean, there, there, I, I didn't. I noticed there was very little. Simultaneously, a lot and almost nothing happening all at once. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it was kind of weird, like that. Um, but like I said, sounds like breaking glass. Sounds like the like the splintering of glass. Uh, we cut back to the TVA and we see the like their screen with the the timeline and all the branches and like there's no turning back anymore. So and we we get the for for all time and always between B15 and Morbius or Mobius. The true friendship now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Loki is uh distraught. Almost looks like he's gonna cry, and then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go do something." Um, and no one really seemed to notice him. Which I thought was interesting the first time I saw it, and then the the yeah. twist at the end made more sense. Yeah. But finds Mobius yeah. and B fifteen. He runs up, and is like, you know, we've made a mistake. Like we were wrong, and like this person is terrifying. He's at the end of the world, and all of this other stuff. And Mobius is like, who are you? You're an analyst. Think what 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 are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. and Loki's like, what? And uh, Loki and or not Loki, uh, Mobius and. B fifteen call down backups to the the archive, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, 
we look over and Loki sees uh, a statue of Kang in his Conqueror outfit. Yay! Yeah. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> and uh, we get the, the Loki will Fuck. return. Yay! Season two yeah. sometime eventually. Uh, Do they have a release date? So... I th- so if I remember quite remember correctly, Quantum Mania with Ant Man is coming out mid to late twenty twenty two. I could look it up. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. So I mm. I could see them releasing the other one After. as a lead up. Oh, to introduce as King the Conqueror to to Quantum Mania. Say again, Josh. Okay. Uh, so, I was just yeah. He is echoing what I said. Oh, gotcha. So mm-hmm. I, I could see them also doing it after Ant Man as a kind of a build up to the uh, multi multiverse of madness. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, not... it, well, I thought the I, th- I thought the next movie to come out is the Doctor Strange multiverse, and then it's Quantum Mania. All right. Let, let's find out. Yeah. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Oh, okay. Uh, so we have on, we have the Legend of the Ten Rings is next. We have The Eternals, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black (gasps) Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Marvels, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and then Fantastic Four to be TBA. So... How about never? (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I have not. Just give us Doctor Doom and go away. So we are also getting What If soon, the animated Marvel series that's coming out the, uh, in like a couple if? weeks here, like two. Oh yeah, oh. real soon. Like three or four weeks, so we, we might have to cover that as well, or at least uh, throw if? that in as a discussion at the end of our comic episodes when yeah. Charlie is back. Yeah, sure. Is that is the, I'm guessing the premise for that is like just going to be like, what if this happened instead? In this, pretty movie? much, yeah. Like, because okay. like, um, what if uh, Peggy Carter had gotten serious, uh, super soldier serum? Yeah, uh, yeah. So Peggy is oh, now like, like Captain Britain essentially, yeah. and then um, Dope. T'Challa is actually uh, like the is the guardian of the galaxy guy, um, oh. Peter Quill. He he's Star Lord and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Whoa. Uh, but, uh, apparently this what if is actually the last thing that Chad, Chadwick Boseman, uh, recorded before Mm. he passed. So the, the, he is voicing T'Challa in this. That's nice and upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Nice but sad. We're also getting a Hawkeye series at the end of this year, and we're also getting a Miss Marvel series at the end of this year. Interesting. Mm. Uh, and then Moon Knight mm. and She Hulk are both in 2022 at some point. Moon Knight. Oh so I just Oscar found... Isaac <laughs> dressed in white. Oh, it's Oscar Isaac. Is that correct? Oscar Isaac is going to be Moon Knight. Oh my God. Okay. I have not heard that. So Tom Hiddlestonitis and uh, Oscar Isaac Mania, uh, they're very complementary diseases. That That's are, fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, Isaacus, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta think I w- of a better name. I would say Oscar Isaac syndrome. Ooh, oh, that yeah, one feels yeah. good. Uh, so oh, I, this is completely unrelated, but I wanted to throw it out just because we were talking about Ice, uh, uh, Oscar <gasps> Isaac. The Dune cast is oh ridiculous. This is completely unrelated, it's but it's stupid. wild. I saw it too. Eee, Dave uh, Bautista. <laughs> yeah, um, Dave Bautista. B- Bautista. Yeah, I always say his name wrong. But I was thinking of it because Oscar Isaac is also in uh, Dune, and then uh, you got Zendaya, you got Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, Timothy Chalamet, yeah, so Rebecca Ferguson, people. like Jason Momoa. 
Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaac, like th- the entire cast is just wild. Oh, it's so Comple- good. Uh, I'm very excited for it. This is completely not Marvel related, to- but we're gonna go watch Dune and then make a Dune podcast. I guess I would have to read all. You're gonna the books make a seven-hour Dune podcast. I know you do. I just haven't read them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so it's a lot of book. So I wanted to talk about the the time thing in this. Um, I kind of explained it to Audrey while we were eating dinner tonight, and this is how I thought about all of this because this is it, how you rationalize. This is how I rationalize it. It's my head canon now, and it's the only way I can okay. make it make sense to me. So yes, the the way that I view it, and the only way that I can make it make sense was that the sacred timeline isn't a single time stream. So it's more like a wire. So you have, when you, like, if you skin back the the outer layer of a wire, you have multiple pieces of metal wrapped around each other, all leading from point A to point B, but they could be made out of different metals. They could have different electrons traveling through. They could have different information, that sort of stuff traveling through them, but the beginning and the end are still the same. So if you have all of those, then you could have it start at one end where they're all the same. And then eventually one of them changes, one of them frays out, one of them splits off out of the, the main wire. And that's what they've been pruning. And there's still multiple timelines running simultaneously. Like, so to, to give it specific words, your, your, your idea or theory on it is that there are multiple universes in this one timeline more or, or less, yeah. Different realities. Let's use that word. Different realities in this one timeline that allows for the different stuff. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I have heard of that. So that's how you could get. Um, obviously, Sylvie was pruned there, but from the time that she was born up until the point where she was no longer like Loki, where she was going to be a Valkyrie, from that point to when, like, our Loki was born to when we see him like they could have been on the same path but they made a decision and then it split off Mm -hmm. so they were running simultaneously in the sacred timeline and this was he who remains essentially allowing multiple timelines to he he knows what his end goal is Mm -hmm. but he doesn't know how he's going to get there so he's essentially pruning off any of them that will not lead to his end goal yeah any that strayed too far because because I was thinking about it, and the more I thought about it, the more frustrated I got. It was so. It is you, frustrating. It, unless all of this happens simultaneously, all like they said that all of the other timelines were pruned, right? Like were pruned in the the, the like the the multiverse war. Mm-hmm. He pruned all the universes that weren't the sacred timeline, or all the timelines that weren't the sacred timeline. Yeah, he, if he that brought it down to one. If that is the case, no other timelines could branch off. Yeah, it, you would only have one Loki forever. Yes. You, because you, how would you have, like, if they've already set everything the way they need it to be, how would you have variations? Yeah, because cause, yeah. Cause if, Sylvie can't exist if that is the case. Yeah. Like, she could not be there. Like, she could not even be in that form because we we have, like, similar things of Loki as a male at that point. Obviously, like... Loki's very gender fluid and you can transform and stuff like that. So like, I'm not super set on that, but the TV show never shows that they stated it once never and does. never again. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're kind of, I'm, I'm sticking with that assumption that it, it, it's maintaining the, the same timeline. So we mm-hmm. can't have multiples or like if Sylvie went back in time 
to kill all these people, that happens. There, there won't be a branch there because either it happens or it doesn't happen if there's only one timeline. Yeah. So if she kills these people, it won't make a branch. It will just change the main timeline. Yeah. So. Unless this is all part yeah. of the sacred timeline. It gets uh, real messy. Mm, it's, it, oh, man. It's I, hard. I didn't. I didn't like it because they still didn't explain their time travel slash time space situation in a good way or in a clearer way. Mm-hmm. Which is, I just think it's very, it's very, yeah. it's poorly yeah. done. It's very um, much like, my, wait, no, how does this work though? Yeah. <laughs> like, how yeah. are you hopping all over the time it, stream? Yeah, because it, it, it certainly feels like they just didn't think it all through. I, th- like, from how I'm seeing it, the like, the writers focused more on, like, the rule of cool yeah. than on trying to figure out what made sense because they're like, oh, it's a Mar- it's going to be a Marvel show with Loki. Yeah, this is going to be real good. We got to throw in key stuff and they didn't focus on like their plot, really, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, and the reason why I came up with this initially is because when you start seeing the branches, all of the branches are smaller than the main timeline mm-hmm. and those branch yeah. off into even smaller ones. So it, it reminded me a lot of a wire being unraveled. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, it was fraying, you were bringing it in apart into individual strands rather than the mm-hmm. whole and like everything okay. prior to that oh. was still whole. Or like, I can, I can see that making sense. Yeah. Or like when you bend a string cheese stick, too far and then you get those little phrase yep the yep same, yeah, same mm-hmm. thing yeah same thing really <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was all one string cheese until uh-huh. you bent it uh-huh. and now uh-huh. there's different string cheeses and, you and you can tear strings. one off amazing and it'll chomp, take chomp. it out root and, mm-hmm. root and stem and you eat it and chomp, chomp. give it to Elioth and Elioth is happy delicious now yeah. what do you Elioth think Elioth forever hungry if Elioth eats time and like space matter what does he poop more he poops out more Eliath. He just gives out more fart monster. Yeah. I I suppose. Hmm. I mean, yes. so if we're going like mm-hmm. relativity here, so uh mm-hmm. like if he's consuming the mass, he could be mm-hmm. converting it into straight energy because you can't destroy mass mm-hmm. typically. But you, you know, we're in time travel magic scenarios <gasps> here. Oh my god, Eliath powers all of their tempests. <laughs> so like I mean, honestly, it could be. That could be how Kang is powering <gasps> right. everything That's as a why everything turns purple when it's activated. It's yeah. purple Eliath juice. Yeah, exactly. What if that's real and I'm secretly the head uh, writer? That'd be funny as hell. <laughs> of Loki. Oh man, I'd be I'd be disappointed, Audrey. Yeah. Um, that's. Fine. I would love you still, but you'd be like, wait, where's all the money? <laughs> Share it with us, please. Where's... <laughs> <laughs> nah nah if anything this is about the character but right yeah um so oh man my my theory for their time in space is god it's still convoluted because i'm trying to put it together just from what they have said it gives me which i think i for how i see it they've already con- like contradicted with the mcu in what they established an end game with their cliffhanger. Yeah. I, Cause I look back at it and look at it more and it's just, it's frustrating because it's already been established in the MCU that you cannot change your past. 
Mm-hmm. It simply just becomes your present and then future. And especially because, like, from what we know, from what they've shown, the TVA is out of time and space. So, yeah. like, things that happen in the timeline would not affect the TVA. But then it ends with that literally happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it's a big, contri- to me, that's a big contrivance for it. But I, th- I, I still believe it was. It started out as the multiverse. We had the multiversal war, which I think is bad too. <laughs> Weird. Well, because <laughs> you know, because you have to think of it against... in an infinite. <laughs> you have to think of it in an infinity state, in an yeah. infinite state, because there are. If you have multiverse theory, there are an infinite number of universes that would have a king. Yeah. And then those would have either good or bad kings. Yeah. But then you would also have an equally and more infinitely infinite number of universes that don't have kings and that wouldn't be affected by what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah. as a whole, like their multiversal war would not affect the multiverse. It would just affect their section of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that that's why, like, I, I went back to it, but that's why I liked my theory, is it was more of he he took all of it and he lined it up rather than got rid of all the other stuff. Like, he, he lined up the ones, and then in which case, if Eliath is so all-consuming, you could essentially set him loose to everything outside of the ones that you allow – but again, yeah. like you said, like that that would be essentially a lieth consuming an infinite number of multiverses, which is, and it's inconceivable and uh, yeah, that like I, oh man, from oh man, from like a basic comic book reader, I understand that there are that there's like that kind of power level in the MCU, kind of yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was uh. Yeah, it's 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 hard. Like time travel it, always makes it messy. Yeah. It is it is always messy. And so with my my theory, like a, you have a finite number of universes. Like that that's okay. the thing. Like my mine relies on the, the focus that all of the other ones were either destroyed or line up so perfectly that there it, it doesn't matter that there's, there's an infinite number of them overlapping mm-hmm. it will eventually come to a finite number <gasps> oh of my them. god hold on okay so what if the place where kang is his castle on a rock it's outside of time yep. and he's watching everything spin around yeah but because everything's lined up all of the light paths spin in the same way yeah um, and then when it branches off, that's how you t- can tell that it's, you know, leaving the, his sphere of control. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I just, can see that 100%. I, I just thought okay. it was a different way to think of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. For me. I, and I, another, another I, thing I could think of for that TVA, um, because we, we show that the TVA is like been changed, which if, if, like you said, if, if it was outside of time, it wouldn't have been changed by Kang being killed. But I could see the TVA being a timeline, but just so far in the future that it's only the TVA. Because we never, we never see outside of like this city. We have no idea if there's a time, 
or like a world or a universe outside of this city. Yeah, we don't know where it's, it is, when it is, so, how so, it operates. So Loki, in theory, could be sent to another timeline with a different TVA, or Kang could have gone back and changed that original timeline to alter this TVA. Ooh. But at that point, but Kang couldn't have changed it at that point because when we notice the change kang is already dead yeah and it starts branching so but it's one of those things also, where like also go ahead but look and also loki's already in the tva before it changes and we can already kind of assume or like he's already been sent back to the tva mm-hmm. yeah and it changes while he's in there but it doesn't affect him yeah. But it affects everybody else. I, I I think I feel like that's like a weak plot point from it. I think because of the branching realities, um, the TVA branches differently in different realities. And the maybe the one Sylvie tried to send him to was one that like she just got it wrong. She like sent it to Yeah, it was it already started the branching. Wrong one yeah. After Because it had already started yeah. branching yeah. before he got sent back. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. That that's the thing is it's hard. Yeah, it gets it, real messy real it, fast. I think it's hard to argue because they don't give us information. Yeah. They don't give us it, enough it's all information. Speculation. That's that has been the biggest complaint of mine for so, this show. They're not giving us enough information to have it mm-hmm. make sense as a story. And we talked about this a little bit last time with like the difference between hard and soft magic systems. And oh, they yeah. they picked a medium one, which is the worst one. Which is the worst one this to is, do. So if, if you're going this hard, is... you have to lay out all the details. You have to you have do. everything nailed home before you start. Or if you're going soft, if you, have... you need to give no details yeah. at all. And you can have a hard yeah. magic system and still have unknown variables, but it has to work with the rules. Yes. Um, yeah. It, it's just like, and they chose time, which is like, if you're choosing time... It's it's hard. Yeah. Like it has to be you, hard. You have to be clear time. and concise. Yeah. That and it's also frustrating because they also they already added like some hard hard type rules yes. in the end game about it. Mm-hmm. Which ah, yeah. it's making it all screwy. Yeah. So so, so let's rate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to go on how I could make end game make sense with my theory of the the wire. And but. I- respectfully <laughs> do not care respectfully Respect. i love it so the, let's uh, let's go ahead and rate this episode and then rate the series uh audrey let's start off with yes. you let's mix it up this episode i would probably give a 3.5 because of it, all the points that i've doctored because of the kiss um jonathan majors upped it <laughs> from a two yeah and jonathan's majors did fantastic um his performance is great. Tom Hiddleston's performance is always good. I liked the audio um, the throughout the whole good. episode. It was fantastic. Um, the pacing and the fights were really good. Like, te- everything technical about it is super good. <laughs> and even, like, the dialogue is really good. But the overall <laughs> plot and the kiss is where it's just like... <sighs> yeah. But I will watch season two. Yeah. Because I... Um, I mean, we have to. I have Tom Hiddleston-itis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've, I've committed 20-something movies to this. Like, I, I know. Right? I'm, I'm in. 
Like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, this episode itself, a 3.5. Overall, for this series, I would give it a solid 4. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair? Fair. Yeah. All right. How about you, Josh? What do you got for us? Okay. So, for the episode, I, I'm giving it a 2. And the reason I'm going that high is Ooh. because... Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, this, the show ending, this has kind of made me a little bitter toward the show, but again, like the, the positive things about it, one for the episode and two for the whole show, like production wise, this feels just like a regular Marvel movie that they just split up into six parts and they have each had like a great budget with a great team to make the show. Like, like, all the camera work, all of the set, all the setting we get, like, mm-hmm. all the production side of it has been stellar. And the characters, again, Jonathan Majors, great Kang. It's good to see him. Um, and, you know, having uh, that real big emotional feel with Loki at the end, that was pretty good. And another character thing that I liked, actually was the more development that we did get with B15. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because yep. I, I was worried in the beginning she was just going to be like this Mary Sue officer position person, mm-hmm. but she didn't end up being that and I'm like that's good. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. It's just that <laughs> everything else faltered for me. Yeah. Like the other big thing for me was the risk on the show. I th- like they started too big like the the risk they chose was way too big to start on a show i believe with like this is going to end absolutely everything your your stakes they put it too high they couldn't go anywhere with it mm-hmm. um as 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 a whole much of the show to me looked as filler to get to episode 6 and then they still didn't like explain a whole lot of things and in oh man it wasn't like a satisfying the, resolution n- yeah because there there wasn't a whole lot of resolution and mm-hmm. i know they also do that because they know they're getting a second season and they want to keep building on it but they didn't set themselves up to have a good first season they are trying to set themselves up more to have a good whole series which i think is looking too far forward as your story yeah i could see that so like Mm -hmm. to me like they they should have they should have spent more time focusing on if they were going to have this be a soft magic or a hard magic and yeah build their story and make it and honestly just actually make it more personal between loki and like variants yeah i think i think if they've done that the show would have been at a much better starting point and they could have built up and they could have had more stakes to build up to yeah no that's fair and one thing i wanted to to bring up was um, I, I, one of my friends, my, my boss actually had mentioned that she's really not interested in watching the shows. She just isn't. 
And she was worried that the shows would have such an impact that they would be required watching for future movies. It does feel like that's where and they're going. Where, like... For Wanda, you you could probably skip the story, like yeah, like before and after, like the WandaVision show, like you could essentially connect that dot without watching that entire show. Uh, Sam gets yeah. the shield at the end of Endgame, uh, so like him becoming Captain America, you could skip that that series and like, all right, yeah, he he took over the mantle yeah. of Captain America. He was given he the could. shield. That makes sense. Loki is a character that's dead, ripped from time, introducing the main villain for pretty much all of next of Phase 4. It's pretty and important. Is, and yeah, this is this is a very important stepping point. Like, I... Honest, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people aren't going to see this, and they're not going to care to watch it, I think. I mean, yeah, it's a time sink, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's it's a solid, like, I don't know, four and a half hours? Like, it's mm-hmm. a, an extra long movie, essentially. Yeah. So... Yeah. And uh, what, what did you give a rating for the entire season? Oh, for ooh, for the whole season. Oh man, again, same points I said. I want to give it a higher one because it's so obvious that there was a lot of good good work that was put into it. Mm-hmm. It's just the whole foundation of the show fell apart for me, especially hey. in the end here. So overall, I yeah. give it. I still give it a two. I can do like super good shading on a weird funky shape and yeah. it would like it would be great execution but bad you know like if the foundation's not good to start with then like as korg would say why? as long as the foundations yeah. are good we can build <laughs> we can rebuild and then asgard gets exploded oh, well, and then if I, if I, no, no those foundations are gone they're, they're totally oh, no, gone those foundations are, they're gone yeah they're That's great. uh so for this episode i i'm i'm really torn because i i did enjoy myself but at the same time, there's things that really bugged me about it. And the more I thought about the timeline, the more frustrated I got with everything. So it kind of it kind of skewed things for me. But uh, I would probably overall for this episode, I'd give it a three, three and a half, somewhere in that range. Uh, the, the, the acting was superb. The, the visuals were very good. The soundtrack was phenomenal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the story did move along. I mean... It, but it was there was a lot of expo, exhibition not exhibition Exposi- yeah. exposition in exposition. this one it was a lot of info dump that sort of stuff is essentially for the most part just two people talking back and forth at a desk mm-hmm. or three people talking back and, and then forth murder. and then murder yeah um i guess there were some blue light themes in this one and they were floating in space so i guess six infinity stone confirmed yeah six infinity stones <laughs> yeah. confirmed i mean the the timeline or the time stream was shown to be that bright blue color. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was and it, he and was it color sh- shifts. Yeah, and he was shaded in uh, like a purplish blue when he entered, yeah. and and we're in space. I, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch on this one. I would say this one's probably the biggest stretch of the the six, but I don't know. It's whatever. I I, I think it counts, and I like it. Yeah, uh, the kiss still bugs me. It like they 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 were so close to almost being okay. Yeah, and then they weren't. If if that kiss wasn't in there, I think I probably would have rated it a four because I I did enjoy myself. Um, the whole the whole thing was fun for the most part as long as I didn't think too hard about it. Yeah, and and that's yes. really that's really the issue that I ended up with the series. Um, I'm still gonna give it probably a three and a half or a four. Um, I I did enjoy myself. I had a lot of fun with it. It yeah, that's. 
that's the confusing and conflicting part of it because as a whole this was really fun to watch yeah yeah like yeah i'm i'm fucking dogging on this show yeah but this has been great to watch like this yeah. has been enjoying mm-hmm. still yeah it, it's one anything, of... that just goes to show you it's hard to make shows it's hard to do this yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, this is this is a tough thing to do, and and that's the thing is if like if I'm putting it like comparing it to the larger like MCU, it, it I think it does drop its score a little bit just because it does mess with things so so much. But by itself, I would probably give it a four, like mm-hmm. without having to compare it to the rest of the MCU. Yeah, like if this was like a standalone story, like oh this is our little section of a universe or something like that this is a story we wanted to tell Mm -hmm. with loki but he's dead now so now we're going to you know tell this story like the black widow yeah like black widow yeah like it it, that that movie had no larger bearing on the universe really other than setting up some other black widow stuff yeah yeah um but like but that movie we could have not had it and been just fine exactly yeah so, and if we had done that with the Loki series and like, you know, we have a fun little time romp, jumping back and forth, just, you know, yeah. two Lokis having a good time, learning about <laughs> self-love. Learning about themselves. I Yeah, I feel like the self-love does not come through. No. As, especially so. as self-love. Yeah. They talk a lot about narcissism and that kind of thing, but I don't know. It doesn't, they, I don't, I think they dropped the ball and I think I know why, um, the whole romance part of it, I uh, so Kate Heron, the uh, director for season one, she's not coming back. Correct. Yeah, she she and has abandoned a lot of yeah, and I think that's why because a lot okay. of the control about where the story uh, went, yes, was taken away from her. Yeah, and um, oh. it went. <laughs> I I forget who it was, but it was a straight white male man who ended up deciding on the romance. And like taking away the female case, yeah, <laughs> and the bisexual eye. <laughs> um, I, I I remember seeing something specifically yeah. like, like yeah. wanting this romance in there, like him wanting that romance in there. And originally, I guess it wasn't supposed to be, which or... would have been a better call, honestly. Yeah. Um, totally agree. Yeah. So I, it's just, it's so frustrating. And I, I think when we get disappointed with Marvel movies, it's because we don't have that fresh storytelling uh, from outside perspectives. Like, yeah. Black Panther was so, 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 so good because a lot of the art direction was not the same voice we've heard for years and years. And, like, um, in, in, in reality, like, the actual story itself, pretty run-of-the-mill. fine. Yeah, it's a pretty run-of-the-mill yeah. story. Yeah. But it was the representation and the tone and the visuals in black Panther is what like lifted it up so much. Cause the story itself is not particularly unique or special. Right. Right. But like that, that additional representation really elevated it a lot. Well, the execution, yeah. like it, it's mm. so phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I think it's because we had more diversity behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think that's where Loki has, um, disappointed us yeah um because it's the same kind of convoluted overly contrived nerdy quote-unquote nerdy things yeah and i don't know the the things that we liked about it uh in the beginning like episodes one through three 
they weren't doing that. It was a little more, it, it had more mystique to it. Yeah. Um, and, and once that, that veil went, was pulled uh, back, yeah. you start seeing flaws, you start seeing issues, and it, it starts to lose some of its charm. Yeah. Like I said, I still enjoyed it. I had fun. Yeah, yeah. I kept wanting to watch it, Yeah, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. Except for this last episode. The the last two days, Michael was like, do you need to rewatch it? You want to rewatch it? And I was like, no. Because I, I, <laughs> I, I always rewatch them to yeah. make the recaps and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I did make a point to make sure I rewatched uh, at least episode six today. Yeah. For yeah. this. And, and that's the thing is. Which was helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, honestly, it that that kiss. Oh, it's the worst part. Yeah, it it I I cringed again. Yeah, and I knew it was coming. My wife and I yelled. Yeah, and I like, ah! I love romance. Yeah, I love romance. I eat that shit up. Like who but doesn't? Not I don't know. I don't. It's just not this one. Yeah, <laughs> which is it's, wild because I, it's Tom Hiddleston. You, yeah. Well, you point. You already pointed it out, Audrey. It's because it was like a forced directive choice that was it, unnecessary the, yeah it really felt forced like it the chemistry wasn't see that's you the thing feel is that pole you they know? had good chemistry but it wasn't but it romantic wasn't romantic yeah exactly yeah. you don't have that that romantic pull the tension what you had was like i don't know at, at odds tension and then like kind of getting to know each other and mm-hmm. it just it would have play i feel like it would have played so much better if it was platonic and actually like an accepting of yourself i don't know well and that's or if they just made their relationship more like a buddy cop movie yeah if they made the relationship more like that it would have been a completely different that's been done would have been completely different i think would have been better just from their relationship status well and that's the thing it's like you can get that huge nexus uh, like force or whatever that they they talk about on lamentus one you can get that with two loki's deeply caring about each other to the point where they're willing to protect each other and help each other and stuff like that but they it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a kiss it doesn't have to be a kiss and well that's the thing is uh there's also a weird debate going on online whether uh this was queer baiting with the whole thing, because they, they talk about them being bisexual, they talk about them being gender fluid, but it's still a heteronormative relationship. Well, and that's that's something that is hard. Because because if they're both bi, but, but like you like end up still you know. But a lot of, a lot of biphobia that comes yeah. from the queer community is a lot of like, well, you're just saying you're bi, like prove yeah. it, or like you're not actually a part of the community because you can still pass yeah so it, it's kind of hard um, yeah and and that's a, like that's a legitimate like I, thing I, you need to talk about it's just it i know it sat wrong with a lot of people like why why make this so well, prevalent in front and center and then do nothing not show it exactly like they it, did yeah they did the terrible thing of they they told us but they didn't show us it didn't matter and it wasn't was yeah yeah it, it, it wasn't did, prevalent exactly um, and if you're an individual person and, you know, it, it's enough for you to just say, I identify this way. Yeah. I feel this way. Perfect. That's enough. Yeah. If you're a TV yeah. show touting representation and there's nothing to back it up, that's a different standard. Yeah. Um, 
it's, exactly. it's just it's Gross. i feel like it has to be a distinction um, yeah and because and like you said that it's you know, hard because yeah there is that bias and stuff like that yeah. in inside the queer community like that and outside of course and, and yeah you know. and outside where like if you're in a heteronormative relationship that you're you're not you know queer enough or whatever so mm-hmm. but yeah like with a tv show if you're going to say all this stuff and then not show it in any way, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm not even saying that they couldn't have been in a relationship together, but like we didn't get anything with like Sylvie or Loki, like even flirting or making mm-hmm. a comment about the their same gender or how they were representing. We, you know, we didn't get anything like that at all. Yeah, it it was. And I'm not saying because like I don't obviously we I don't want to shove down our our, our throats, but for no reason. But if right. you're if you're going to mm-hmm. make that a point, yeah. Then, make it yeah. make it if make anything, sense. Yeah. This would this the show, I think the show for this for this kind of subject, I think it had that great opportunity to actually make it more integral to the character of Loki as mm-hmm. something he struggles with as yeah. a part of him. Sure. And I think Cuz that would be another I'm, thing. You just brought it up. That would make him feel other. Yeah. That, if yeah, Asgard that would be a great doesn't... B plot of like Loki feeling you know, like in the beginning, like again, I can't speak from experience of this. I'm just your average straight white male, but <laughs> seeing it, but it's they definitely missed the opportunity to have Loki start from this place of where he is at the end of Avengers and having it be this, you know, bitter guy because he has these feelings and he doesn't know how to express them. Yeah. And then yeah. through the TVA. And meeting all these other variant Lokis, it could be like, oh, I can feel like this. I can be like this. It is okay for me to feel like that. And I think that would have been a way better way to introduce or at least show that Loki is this gender fluid person. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's like infinite options as far as infinite universes go. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I don't know. know. It's uh, it's hard. Yeah. And... And it, part of me is like, why, why bring it up if you're not going to do anything with it? Like, if it's just a little like, ooh, he's confirmed, you know, uh, Alphabet Mafia, whatever. It's, yeah. it's a check in the box yeah, for their... Yeah. It's hard. I, I, I don't for, have a good answer for it. No. Because um, it, it, it's like, what? not every story with a an LGBT a plus person has to be about that you know yeah not every character yeah. it it can still be a part of their character without the whole story revolving around it yeah it mm-hmm. it's it's just difficult yeah. and i feel you know, like with you know show... one excellent huh. one excellent example i recently saw yeah? about this for the character was jasper from um uh... It's called Shadow and, Shadow and Bone. Hey. Shadow and Bone. There, there is a character in there who's gay, and he's just gay. And it's... it's and I'm it, like, yeah. okay, cool. They just are. It's not like the, it has to be shoved on your throat. It's just, you know, who they are. I don't... Yeah, yeah it's... To be fair, spoilers for Shadow and Bone. It's he funny. does have a mild uh, se- sexual scene with another man. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, spicy. So, uh, but it's... But it's it's like any other. They would have played it the same way they played another character's romance. Yeah, yeah. It it, it felt more like that. That's good. Um. So as you were talking, I, I had a thought as well, Josh. There about something because we were talking about Loki, 
um, and him coming from like the end of Avengers there. This Loki literally got transported from trying to take over the world to this. Mm-hmm. Like this is a pretty heavy yeah. character shift. And I, I could make it make sense if this was a story about because like Avengers and all that other stuff and a lot of Loki's backstories like him wanting to be accepted and find his yeah. place. Yeah. But that's not really what this story is. I feel like that's what they wanted to do, but I don't feel like that's landed. And if, if, if you are like saying that the only other person that he, that can accept him and like who he belongs with is another version of himself. That's not great either. (laughs) Well, maybe that's, maybe that's just saying like, well, this is the starting point. You got to start by loving yourself. I mean, that's fair, but all pretty much all the other people that he connects to in this are dead or don't remember him. Oh no. Cause like old man Loki, like he's chill with him. He, he wants to mentor him. He wants to let him know and all this. And he's dead. Sylvie betrays him. Mobius C15 or B15. Don't know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's essentially alone like, again. again. Oh Loki. Yeah. Which I mean is very sad, alone. but it like it seems weird. Like I guess I could get to a certain extent like latching on to the first thing that like shows any sort of interest in you, but Sylvie doesn't do that for a long time. No, like Loki no. has to prod the shit out she of her. I, I don't think that's what he, that's what he was doing. I don't think he was just latching on to her because yeah. she showed interest in him. Um, she in fact doesn't show any no, interest in him. Exactly. Um I think oh boy. And it should have stayed <laughs> that way. <laughs> so I mean, okay, so Loki's motivations for why he does his evil shit are all pretty consistent. He craves external validation. Yeah. I think where he is at the end of um the show, he's more he he's kind of moved from having from craving the external validation and more moved towards um succeeding in for his own sake yeah um but externalized it a little bit with sylvie like yeah. she's the bridge that is that's moving his um interest from external validation to internal yeah um I could see that. Which is cool, but, okay. you know, didn't have to be romantic or whatever. Anyway. <laughs> and, and I feel like that that's a pretty massive shift for six episodes. Like, since we're so far removed from Avengers, it didn't feel weird at the time. But the more I think about this right now, like, that is a huge character shift. Like, he is literally is... willing to destroy an entire planet to get just recognition. Mm-hmm. And... Now he is, li- he was literally just jumping around having fun. Well, he, he goes through ego death. Like, yeah, he does. a bunch in the first two episodes. I mean, he does, he does. But yeah. it, it's just one of those things where like. Yeah. And, and his ego deaths in, uh, were very, very condensed. And in the movies, he still goes through that process. I think, I think, um, just in slightly different ways. But like when his mother dies, that would be an ego death. Yeah. Um, he gets humbled a lot, like yeah. early on. But yeah. th- that's the thing is, he's just kind of fast tracked. We always talk about talk about Loki being a liar and how that's like integral to his character a and deceiver. stuff like that. A deceiver. Yeah. He doesn't do that after like the he first episode. No. Not at really. all. Like at all. He tries in the fourth episode. I mean, maybe a little, like when he transforms it, it, into. When, no, when he's talking to Mobius. Or was that the fifth episode? I I don't I don't know what you're referring to. 
I think it's the second episode where they're in the tent and they're still trying to hunt down Sylvie. He lies there. Are you thinking um, of that? He yeah. lies a little more uh, with Mobius after he puts him in the time cell. Remember? I mean, kind of, like yeah. Like, he's kind of half-assing it. Yeah, like, yeah. He God. breaks immediately. Like, <laughs> yeah. there is no fight behind that lie, though. I mean, like, that... Mobius sees through it the moment he opens his mouth. Like, it is not a lie, even. That could just be the yeah, conceit it's... of the show. And, like, I think at that point, it could just be, like, you know, a restriction of the show. Like, they don't have time uh, for him to really try to do all his deceivy stuff because yeah. there's just no time um but his, at that point his motivations or his um his his need for external validation has moved to sylvie yeah and i think he's just when he was lying to mobius after he was in the cell he's just kind of like retrying things that have worked in the past and like gives up on it pretty quickly because it's it doesn't have the same effect and he can I don't know. He can kind of feel that it's not yeah. going to be an effective way to get through that situation. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a thought I had. But it's, yeah. No, it's it's a valid. I that's a valid one because they pushed. He also just from wants our to perspective, be. It was too much. Yeah. yeah. He also just wants to be right. <laughs> like he wants to be the smart right one. Yeah. And they do that a lot in yeah. like. Um, episode two or three when they're when he's oh two when they're when he's solving the Roxy Cart mystery yeah yeah I don't know that part was good I I thought Loki's character development was good yeah I, I'm not only, mad at it the only problem I had was the romance I I I almost want to watch like Avengers and then stop at the moment where he's being arrested oh my god and then pick up where Loki is we should. That's fine. I, I think that would be useful. Because, because I, yeah. I feel like it would really demonstrate that change a lot better. Because, it, like I said, I haven't watched like the original Avengers since Endgame. Yeah, it's been a long time for me. It's been a hot minute. And I, I, I have it's... not wa- rewatched Endgame. Yeah. 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 I, I've rewatched that one, though. It's I... just so long, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. No. So. Yeah, it's yeah. really long. Um, uh, to, well, to play opposite Coyden, though, I I didn't think Loki's initial character development, it didn't feel validated. Like, it felt pushed. Yeah. I mean... Because, like, he, he immediately started being different at the end of the first episode. He yeah. watched himself Which die, I think like, a lot, though. Too... He saw I his mean, whole life. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, but again, this is also Loki. He he is a deceiver. He's he's a magician. He's like he's the the Loki in Avengers, I would still think the the Loki we see then, I would still say he thinks this is this is still just a an illusion. This is still just a game. Yeah. They're trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Well that's what I happens. I need to play the game better than them. That's what happens until he sees all the Infinity Stones. I mean, that's true. He... And then it kind of backs it oh, up. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I think I think they did a good job. I think they laid it out. I mean, they laid it out enough for me anyway. Like, all of the, the kind of cogs fit together there for me. Yeah. 
I, I might need to like obviously I'm in a critical mood right now about it, so <laughs> I might have to rewatch it to like appreciate yeah. it again on it. Because like I said, I enjoyed it a lot at the time. I didn't question it at the time. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. But I, uh, uh, what do we think overall? Series worth watching, but don't think about it too much. Just take yeah. it at face value. Take it at face value and have fun with it. Enjoy Tom yeah. Hiddleston on his knees. <laughs> uh, from you, you above. You get a lot of it. President Loki it. with the little towering his... moment, gravelly voice. Enjoy that. Yeah. He, you know what? We didn't get him on his knees this episode, but he did do his hair, hair flip. Oh, he did. Yeah. Man, he did he, do it. He loves to hair flip. <laughs> he loves to do that. All right. Well, if you like what we do here, go ahead and uh, check out our Linktree link down below. It has all of our social medias. You can get a hold of us or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email, all that stuff. Please uh, tweet us about the movie Avatar. Yes, we James do. Cameron. Yes, movie. We, thank you. Uh, we didn't talk about it at all, but I, we've, we've why, mentioned it right now. That's so. why I threw it in there. Uh, <laughs> viewers, viewers, don't tweet them about Avatar. Tweet them about the Tom Hiddleston classic High Life. <laughs> make them watch high life <laughs> all right all right we'll do it um throw us a review you know like comment on any of the platforms that you're using it helps other people find us we appreciate it uh we're almost up to a thousand downloads wow yeah so that's very exciting Four digits yeah uh and um if you need to get a hold of us directly uh, you can check out uh, our our characterversepod.podbean.com. That's has all of our links and stuff as well. But for this week, I'm Mike. I'm Audrey. And I'm Josh. Thank you for joining us, and talk to you next time. <laughs>